0: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.fm. It's the 28th of July, 2022. This is Jim Hedge, Joey's Media, and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And it's been a long, stressful, uh, eventful, and uh, uh, pretty interesting week, huh? uh, especially in the search community. But to start off, I think, I mean, there was a bunch of big news, um, from uh, earnings reports going south to, um, the news of Shopify laying off ten percent of its workforce on uh, on Monday, uh, which was a shock to the industry, um, yeah. and kind of a, a, a frightening um, view into the potential future of um, of ecom on the web. So let's, let's start with that. I mean, some, some people showed up at work in Montreal, in Toronto, in um, Chicago, and were just shown the door. You know, yeah. they, they showed up for work Monday and then didn't have a job five minutes later.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know necessarily whether it's a bad or good. Like, I mean, well, okay, it's inherently bad when people lose their jobs. A- absolutely. Like, we we know for them, and, and my heart goes out to, like, the people and the families where it's just like you show up and your life is completely changed. Um, like that. So from that, there there is a good and bad. Um, from the health of the company, however, you know, it's certainly not as healthy as, say, meta and i only list that where meta's big negative side was they were going to slow their growth with the, the the sort of like economic circumstances that's obviously better if it's just like okay we're not going to grow quite as fast because the economy's you know not going quite as well uh a 10 percent reduction that obviously is is going to really really hit home um but i i do have to wonder as well if will this help in the in the long term like my my hope for shopify right because i like i like shopify is that this is just sort of tightening the belt a little bit heck i've had to do it we've all had to do it and just sort of like okay we, we just need to tighten get through some lean times and then we can grow again um it does say something about them not having perhaps enough runway um that they don't sort of leave enough in the bank to go okay like economic economies go up economies go down right if you have enough runway then you can sort of skate through that and actually view it as opportunity and go okay while well, everybody else is tightening their belt lets us like really really push our product forward um you know they, they obviously don't have that so that part's a bad sign but if they're responding fast enough it would be worse to wait six months and make it 20 percent right like so it, it might be sort of like contraction at the right time save themselves um and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully have a chance to, to expand again in the future. One of the
0: things I found interesting and, 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 and pretty responsive or at least responsible is um, how the CEO, uh, Toby Lutke uh, just took responsibility for, for making a wrong decision. Um, In Spotify's word, actually in Spotify's CEO's version, um, he made a bad bet. He thought that uh, e-com was going to expand in the, uh, Second, third, and fourth quarters of 2022, and um, hired on meant on those massive hiring spree, including a number of people in the SEO community, some severely some high-level people in the SEO community, mm-hmm. who, again, earlier this week, um, you know, found themselves uh, out of a job. I, I actually know of one guy who who had sold a house in another city and had moved across country to uh, to to Toronto, and um, is now unemployed in a, in a terrifying housing market in toronto um yeah. and uh so again um the ceo is taking is taking responsibility uh they made a bet to hire on and uh the growth just isn't there and in reaction the stock uh fell about 15 percent in trading on uh, on tuesday morning and um It's fallen more than 75% um, from where it was about this point last year, uh, in in the last year. Uh, Right. But
1: one could pretty easily view that, like, so is Netflix, right, as, like, the balloon. We all should have sort of seen that one coming, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we all had this great optimism about the web based on numbers that couldn't be sustained. We were not going to spend the rest of our lives in lockdown needing to, like, And thank goodness. I'm very happy. That, that that's not the, the world we live in but with all of a sudden bets were being made and stock prices were being adjusted based on these numbers that just weren't sustainable one thing that i think like in, in this case because things had already stabilized from there like good like take some ownership you know if you're going to take credit when things go well you have to you know take the hit mm-hmm. you know when, when a bet you made didn't pay off it doesn't mean he's doing a bad job probably was a good bet when he was making it Um, you know, some bets just, just don't work like that. But one thing I think we could all agree on is five years from now, e-commerce will still be around and it will be bigger than it is now, right? Like just, just as, 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 as part of the economic machine. So there is that opportunity, like the bounce back will happen. It's like, I don't know. I have mutual funds. They're, they're part of my investment, like my sort of retirement portfolio. They're down right now. Am I panicked? Nope. I've seen them go down before. Then they go up that like, you so just look over a decade of growth, I yep. think they'll do fine. Um, I think like right now, looking at their share prices and going, you know, like now might be the time to double down a little bit on something. That's a pretty, pretty safe bet. Um, you know, it, it might be like, I'm not giving invest, in, investment. Yeah, but the, is I, there an appropriate it, thing but... that we're supposed to say right about now? Um... <laughs> but, but like it, it, it should grow, right? Like, so I, I basically that's my long winded way of saying, I think Shopify is in good shape. I think well, yeah. this is just an unfortunate distraction. Yeah, this, this was a corrective measure. Um e yeah.
0: com Inc. going nowhere. Shopify is a incredibly robust and getting robuster platform. Yeah. Um getting a more robust platform. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, this was uh this was a, I made a mistake, they hired on real fast, and they have to yeah. downsize to stay competitive. Um Boy, voice boy, some type of cycle sucks, but that's yeah. you know how it goes. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of um, Meta, formerly mm-hmm. known as the uh, the social network, formerly known as Facebook, um, and the uh, place that wants to soon be known as everything, um, lost about I don't know, just- Somewhere around two billion or so in the last quarter, um, in 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 revenues, which is the very first time that the company Meta or Facebook has lost money ever. Yeah, is it the end of? uh, There's been there's been articles about, and the chattering class has been chattering about the death of social media. Like you talk about the death of SEO all the time. That's awfully awfully quite wrong, (laughs) or often quite wrong, but. Social media, as we know it, is changing so fast, and even Facebook is is, is morphing to try to look like uh, TikTok. Um, is it over the golden the golden age of uh, manipulative
1: um, internet? <laughs> no, but I think we all know the answer to that one. The manipulative internet is alive and well and thriving. Well, no, that, um, that's that's the entire web, but the, the, the social media aspect <laughs> of it. Um,
0: you know, is it anyway? Is, is Facebook dethroning itself? I think
1: like, uh, actually, the, the wording of that I think is great. I think Facebook will. Well, I think Meta will dethrone Facebook if I if I predict the future right. Who knows? Like Meta is also in a battle with Apple over the metaverse, right? Like I mean, yeah. I mean, like not a battle. Like they're not legally battling. They're just both on that pursuit right now. Um, I think this was very very clear that this was going to happen. I mean, to them, that it can't be sustained indefinitely. Growth, there are so many people on earth and people ebb and flow. Like now I want a new thing. I think their desire to change a a little bit right now to sort of be inspired by TikTok. Does it work? Does it not? I don't know. Like you, you have different people in different places. I personally think it's better, but I personally also use TikTok. So I, 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 I'm the kind of person that likes that sort of look and feel and interaction. Um, Do the rest of people on Facebook, who knows. Um, But I think while this is all going on, Zuckerberg is doubling down on the metaverse. And that's a big bet. But if he wins that bet, that is the next stage. Like, yes, social networks are not in decline in like some horrible way, like every social media manager is going to be out of work tomorrow. No, it's just morphing. Like this is that period where there's new networks, um, but Facebook itself, I think just will be a different thing um, in, in three, four, five years than it is now. I think they know that. That's where their investments are going right now. They, they are doing some amazing work in AI right now. Um, and, and I think this is is really expected logical i think they're basically trying to like with their changes to the home page and stuff to become a little more tick-tock-y, they're just putting like a little duct tape you know on on some things hold it together keep the revenue flowing until the full transition and eventually we'll probably be talking about facebook being rolled into the metaverse and and that's now where that functions right in in a different environment you happen to be able to access it on your phone um so that, it- that's my guess
0: Interestingly, I mean, this is this is this is reporting time. Um, everyone's reporting yes. the uh the, the the their their revenues mm-hmm. and then or or losses from uh from Q two, um, and so that was a doom and gloom story. Yeah, interesting thing that came out of um Meta's revelations. Meta's uh, not revelations, but their their, their, their uh, earnings reporting was they had subsidized and this is something that actually i think speaks to what you were saying dave they're still investing in and they expect there to be growth in the metaverse as they as they envision it they had been subsidizing the production of of oculus units Mm -hmm. and their subsidization actually cut the cost of the unit by about a hundred dollars per per unit of the product by about a hundred bucks per unit they stopped subsidizing it and that suggests one of two things either it's about to fail um badly or the market is strong enough that it doesn't require Facebook subsidization anymore. And um, uh, 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 they're, they're, they're just going to let it evolve as it as it should evolve naturally.
1: Well, and that very well could be and it, it would actually make a lot of sense for, for for that dropping stuff. Have they learned enough? Like, I could see I'm not saying this is the way it is. But I could see an environment where they've gone, you know, they purchased Oculus, they've learned what they learned from it. But then to basically let that go and go we don't yeah, i don't see that google produce the the android right rather and the operating system and go we're going to create the metaverse but we're not going to go it has to be on this device we're going to go just yeah. use it we're just going to give you the the architecture we're going to sell the ads into it but we're going to make it really easy to work on whatever goggle you come up with and probably the e-commerce platform for you to sell your apps in um you know and, and that sort of thing so i i I think it'll be very, very interesting and they may just let it die, which would be kind of a shame because I like Oculus, like I have one.
0: Yeah. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see them letting it die. I do, I do see them um, letting it go and just, you know, like, like Landroid or much like, like IBM did with what became the PC market, just opening up the licensing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it would make sense because there's a lot of great, great hardware out there that, you know, they, you're a great hardware developer Different people have different needs. I might like a different headset than somebody else. I might want to have like a bunch of different devices. They might've found the same thing Google did with phones and went, yeah, we'll kind of make one, but we can't make them all. (laughs) Like... Uh, you so, anyway I, I think it'll be interesting it, it's i think we're at a very very interesting time in the evolution of technology i mean we have been since our birth basically but, but i remember back at the,
0: the beginnings of this show talking about who was going to own the desktop and whoever right. owned the desktop owned reality you own the yeah. desktop you can push whatever the heck you want on the desktop and you know the medium becomes the message um it's going to be written in word make it word operable and that by the way that's how old this show is Um, (laughs) so like 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 i I see that kind of happening here too i don't see you you don't lose control of the desktop facebook is not going to give up control of a medium the dominant medium in which its universe is is experienced in Mm -hmm. but it might cede a lot of that control um to populate it awfully quickly
1: right right like google did right i (laughs) mean so yeah i guess if you're going to follow somebody
0: now they're doing okay there's a problem with growing really big really fast um google's experienced that over and over and over again and google's running up against another um wall of how to say this its own creation and it created this wall because it was eminently successful doing a certain thing but as it turns out, that certain thing isn't necessarily the best thing it could have been doing. Um, so Google, um, uh, well, everybody, not just Google, like everybody has uh, built an Internet economy on information. We get information by planting cookies on people's browsers as they go to different websites. And we track pretty much everything they do thereafter, which is an enormous privacy concern, as it should be. Um, and everybody does it. Like everybody, 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 everybody does it, but uh, Google in particular does it. And for the world to change, you know, you know, when we want to introduce, say, electric vehicles into the world, we go to government fleets and we convert the government fleets because they control enormous amounts of vehicles on the road and will prompt changes in service stations and in uh, in infrastructure down the down the line. Mm-hmm yeah same thing same thing with um how we do things on the web You got to get the big houses to change how they do things so they collect data and how they um they share data uh, before us little guys are able to make those changes ourselves right. um and Google's got to give us our, tra- our training wheels in the new in the new environment okay, so that was a long way of saying um oh a bit more to that Google said they were going to stop using cookies um i believe um sometime in 2023 early 2023 yeah that's been pushed back to sometime in 2024 so um you mentioned earlier facebook and apple having a uh having having their dustups um this is something that google and apple have been at each other for um almost a decade now really about on, on privacy um Chrome is going to continue to uh, use cookies to track people well into 2024. That might say something for other Google products. I don't know. But um, Google's main way of perceiving the universe, Chrome, is, uh, again, going to be cookie-laden until sometime in
1: 2024. Yeah. And uh, are you surprised? Like, these things they have a lot of smart people right you know that like mm-hmm. heck some of the smartest people on earth at doing stuff like this work for the company that's trying to do it right now um and and when i i read this i was like yeah it's a really really hard thing to do <laughs> like uh like this is going to be it, it's a very very big undertaking i think that the it seems deceptively simple like to me for example i could look and go you just, you just switch. Like you just, you go, we're going to stop using that now. Like it it's almost just, we're just not going to do that anymore. Now we're going to do this um, and, and, and building that technology. But when I really think like as a, as an advertiser, what I'm going to lose, and then as an advertiser, how much less I will spend um, if I don't have the sort of conversions and I don't have the sort of data that I have right now there's many, many, many billions of dollars on the table every month, right? That they're that they're risking. So I'm not surprised that they're having to push it back. Um, you know, they are expecting it'll be in in their estimates, I believe, is is Q3 of, of 2023, that they'll have some sandboxes to to test things in and stuff like that, which I think is a great idea too, like let people kick the tires. Um and, and and test it out um but uh but yeah i i i'm not surprised by the delay and it'll be interesting to see what does that do to legal agreement like you you had brought up the eu and stuff and what does that do there um that'll be interesting to to sort of find out
0: indeed and there's uh 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 well i guess Either Google's going to get fined a lot, or the EU is going to come to a new agreement. Um, and then, and, and, and they, and they, they did come to an agreement um, to allow Google to continue operating to this point, um, yeah. the way it's operating. So, we will see. Um, now, for what it's worth, this isn't exactly like a nation state trying to change the terms of uh, of an agreement. Um, uh, well, maybe it is.
1: <laughs> Obviously, technology
0: is technology is weird. Um, one line of code, um, in a third party app can change everything for millions or even tens of millions of of people as seen in Canada three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so imagine the problem Google has given all the different developers, um, uh, marketers, um, um, publishers, advertisers, whomever, right. Who Who are, who are dependent on um tracking and uh uh receiving data um the way they do it now are using google apis and their own um software or using uh, google specific software it's yeah it's it's mind-boggling
1: yeah yeah indeed and uh, yeah a good point on that like, sort of nation agreement with a reflection of what we were talking about last week um uh, with our with our friends from rogers um, um as a, did you hear the explanation they
0: they they, they finally said what actually happened a third okay so no. you know how gcip works right yeah yeah yeah. basically yeah. okay with routers and, and, and addresses and all that stuff so rogers is a massive continent nation-sized network but there's still a limited number of ip addresses within that network okay so mm-hmm. there's there's in network and out network um and Rogers has a gajillion third parties. And you might think about this if you're on Cox. You might think about this if you're on 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 any ISP, no matter where you are in the world. Your ISP is so big that it's not doing it's not hauling all that water on its own. It's got a bunch of other smaller businesses working with it. Um, hundred percent guarantee. That's how it, that's how it, how it works. Yeah. Um, if you're on a large scale ISP. So one of them got the internal network tables wrong, and essentially took every Rogers router off of the internet. They're just, they just didn't exist anymore. There was nowhere to send the signal to. A third party screw up getting uh, a set of tables wrong. It took them 19, 20 hours to figure that out. And in that time, some pretty Nargadi things happened, like literally for some people, the collapse of civilization. Some people actually died um because of that so um i don't think google's problems are entirely that big when it comes to cookies and and data privacy but um third parties uh being dependent on it uh can can lead to a whole bunch of um bounciness and when
1: google or any major system goes down people suffer people get weird yeah now i do know and of course crosses my radar because it's based on like ai kind of things, but. Something that good might have come out of this is they're right now investing $10 billion in technology, including like just sort of AI driven monitoring systems to watch for those and presumably block badness, (laughs) like sort of like just watch and sort of watch for anomalies like that. And then, um, you know, probably going, oh, all of a sudden this zone all of a sudden disappeared because you're not, it's not like that table got written wrong and then instantaneously everything mean, you've probably watched dns propagation when you change yeah. name servers or something i've done it it happens over time it's fast used to not be but it is now it's um, but it's not effect it's still a cascade effect so you could literally just sit there with a the system and what like this is more like i this is not my field so i'm sure there's much better ways to do it than i'm thinking of but to me, you could just look and go. Our traffic all of a sudden dropped from there. Just one of the many mechanisms. And then all of a sudden, look at that router and is it online or offline? And check, you know, this list of things. Um, you know, oh, by the way, add screwed up field tables to your list of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could even just go last updated on and does that sync up and then just shut down propagation from there (laughs) like just go okay all of a sudden we notice the problem shut down propagation and anything that's already propagated too so that we can like at least limit the outage to to that location until we figure it out anyway uh rogers is on it at least they're investing in a in a proper solution because one of the big things that came from that and i know you you found it too is it's supposed to switch emergency like emergency is supposed to just so yep. automatically move to to a different carrier and it didn't it didn't
0: um, um I'm on the Rogers network I only have a cell phone um yeah. I only have a Rogers excuse me Rogers provides my internet and also provides my my mobile um access which is going to change that that has to change yeah. uh, be you know one one shouldn't do that in this country anymore and uh, anyway the well i think i think it's actually probably a, a, a very a much more complex problem but given the number of devices we have that are capable of you know monitoring our 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 daily lives from our our nest devices to our uh, our, our our ring doorbell devices to our our mobile our mobile phones and our um alexa devices on 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 our, on our desktops um or our coffee tables um it strikes me that it would be pretty easy to develop some AI that can understand what we're talking about mm-hmm. and just shift stuff around. This account's off, turn this account on, don't even think about it, just do it, click, click. Right. Um, right. And in fact, I think Google Google uh, might be working on stuff that could be used that way. And you, you put something up about a, uh, Google, uh, Google Assistant and look and talk. And that's actually what yeah. got me thinking about just completely circles, guys. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. We're giving you enough clues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, I, mean I know that the look and talk that we're talking about, and it came up first in IO, like at, at Google IO, where it was sort of talked about, but it, it was just covered a couple of days ago in on the Google AI blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that you're like, okay, it's a little creepy, but I love it. Um, right. And it's, it's like, like most of things with personal assistants. Um, and one of the challenges that we have with assistant technology, again, okay, I'm just going to mute my device, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that you have to command it, right? Like you have to say, okay, Google, and then, and then this or that, or, or whatever. Hey Siri, right. Like you have to initialize it, um, what they are coming up with is a more and, and the look and feel is based just on their, their nest homes right now, uh, which actually have cameras built in and screens. Um, about to get one myself. Um and what it does is it watches for you and it, it uses AI sitting in the in the background, which is why it's on the on the Google AI blog, but looks for a variety of different signals. But one of those is if you're within five feet. And it can detect that you're looking at it, but a bunch of systems in place to make sure. It's not just like you were looking past it. You were looking at it for like, I just want to see what the weather is, right? Like that sort of stuff. You're actually like looking at it. It will then just initialize and it'll put a little icon, but just recognize that I don't have to say, okay, Google, I don't have to say this or that. I could just begin a conversation. What's the weather like, right? Or I can I can do these things. This one is, it's it's a really, really stage one right like you can tell this is sort of like a a v1 of 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 this technology as as it advances but i think this is one of the big hang-ups that we have with this kind of technology right now is there is this separation there's there's a constant disconnect between us and the device between us and the assistant and until we can bridge that gap it's never going to work as fluidly as it should but once we can get it to that point a, I think its its utility will be increased dramatically if it can just know, eventually maybe I don't have to look, it'll just know by the tone of my voice that when I say this and I'm asking, I'm clearly asking a question and there's nobody else in the room with me, right? Something like that, that, that over time, it can just, it can just build in. Uh, but this is a technology that'll carry that forward, which I think like we've all, anybody who uses personal devices, be it on your phone when you're like driving and you're just trying to like shout at your phone to do something, um, or the Google Home on your desktop, there's a lot of disconnects, just like it screws up when it should turn on or off. Like sometimes you'll just be like having a casual conversation and all of a sudden it's like, I don't understand. And it's like, good, because I wasn't talking to you um, and I don't even know what initialized you. Um, and, and, and at other times you're trying over and over to get it there or you're trying to ask a follow up question. and oh, OK, Google, and then you have to remember like the subject matter and like it, it's not natural. This will a movement past that. Um, and i think within two or three years this technology will carry it forward but to your point like because it's it's looking for all of our all of our interactions but to your point i do agree that this sort of technology augmented like sort of a different domain to now move into security and network administration but this as a similar sort of like approach applied um to network security or just network sort of efficiency um could work where it's just well That's exactly how it would work. Basically, like it's going to look at a bunch of things. It's not going to be Dave's face on a screen and deciding whether I'm looking at it or not and whether I'm this distance away and whether the tone of my voice is this or that. It'll be looking at a a variety of, of other different, many of which would be organic signals, different devices on people doing different things. And then also looking at some concrete things. What was the command that was being sent? Um, and then just sort of trying to create a a signal out of that to go something is right or wrong. Um, You know, like
0: this fascinates me and it um, inspires me in a a whole bunch of ways, but it also terrifies me mostly because I can't help but thinking the first iterations are going to be like being on a long road trip with a totally inquisitive and helpful child who has ADD and (laughs) access to to, um, a computer with very loud speakers.
1: Yeah, the perk um, is, though, so as I just demonstrated, I just hit a button and it just stops. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not listening anymore. Fantastic. Which that child in the back seat is not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, but yeah, I think it's, it's wonderfully cool. Um, and if this becomes like uh, not only able to understand that you are, in fact, asking a question without you having to address it, but more importantly, um becomes becomes adaptive to its limited number of direct users, um, like like in your house, there's going to be um, you, Mary, and the kids, so there's yeah. like four direct users in that environment. Um, yeah. It'll become adaptive to those four needs, voices.
1: Um, Wants uh, their daily routines, etc. Right? Well, that's indeed, kind of cool. and, and and something I think for us, like I think of it, like my instinct is just like that's cool. Like I I like this kind of technology. I mean, like we were talking about the metaverse, I'll be in there, right? Like I already like Oculus. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be in on on stuff like this. Um, but what I, I I think I even I have like I'm a marketer and I have problems remembering because my instinct is like this is cool, but is how is the e-commerce transaction routine going to go? In this, like when I've just got like a little display or not, but it once it crosses me over into just a purely conversational environment, how is my decision making now being made? Who knows? Like, I I can't even know for sure because we're not in that world. We have no real data, but I know if I, from something as simple as a pizza, in a very conversational way, once businesses are set up to use this technology properly and have these conversations with me. Like a chat bot, but better, because those two will have evolved over the next few years. All of a sudden, my buying path is completely different than it wow. is right now, and, and I think that's going to create a very different future for for marketers than, than we're in right now. Well, I think I think I think
0: we're 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 already in the middle of uh, blundering our way through creating that future. <laughs> you heard what happened. You heard what happened with the HP printer and the uh, the hostage technology. I did so, not. <laughs> so there's a major um, electronics chain that makes primarily printers. They used to make computers, but now they primarily make printers. Um, we're not going to mention <laughs> the name again. Um, and uh, I just, just out and, and out their stories. it's been the main media, mainstream media. So 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 um, HP has introduced hostage technology into its printers. If your account isn't up to date, it'll disable its printer. Um just disable boom shut down that's you know kind of a well, I have a canon that does a similar thing if you if you run out of uh if you run out of toner it'll shut down um you can have all the black toner but your color toners run out it's going to shut down um if you're using the wrong toner it shuts down I, anyway it's hostage technology people are getting angry at it um and I can sort of see this happening in the uh uh, 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 uh AI world moving forward in you know micropayments um your uh your think about who sponsors development of reportive technology. Insurance companies are really interested in Fitbit like like um yeah. uh incredibly interested in your Fitbit data. Um yeah we have we there's this uh women are deleting um menstrual apps menstrual data apps so that that data doesn't um get out to the outside world for 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 legal reasons in 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 many states um a the 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 movement towards technology that adapts itself to the individual user is fascinating but um we're going to get nickel and dimed every step of the way. I can I smell this coming. You, could, you Keep your credit cards up because they're going to be going up really quick. I can could, I could smell it. see it coming.
1: <laughs> Very true. Well, you know what? Like, as somebody who likes video games, it's, it's our industry that started micropayments. But it's, like I was just reading straight, and I'm pretty sure it was BMW, <laughs> might have been Mercedes, right? That, that is already putting in the heated seats, and they'll just charge you by the month to turn them on. Right, yep. it's already there, um, but just this, like, let's grab a little bit more uh, each month. So, uh, okay, we're yeah. moving. We're moving into the last few minutes, so we got to start going. Got to start
0: going, kind of more rapid fire here. Um, All right, John Mueller, and answering questions, um, this one is actually a good one because uh, it was a it was a uh, uh, thing um, long ago in the in the NESCO in industry, unique IP addresses. Will it give you an advantage over a shared IP address? Years ago, um, when you know you might be on a really slow shared server, or you might have a whole bunch of your own websites stacked on the same shared shared IP IP block, you might have been running into problems.
1: Nowadays, absolutely not so much. Right now, when I was doing it, now going back into affiliate marketing, Dave days. Um, I I was causing the problem because it was a case of, well, I have 50 sites all interlinked. Don't put them all on the same IP. (laughs) You worked uh, you worked at a major ISP at at the time, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, credit it wasn't their fault and, and they weren't party to the sites. No, no, like. no, no, no. But, <laughs> but if you were going to be but, seizing
0: yeah. a box, you seized a shared
1: box. So, <laughs> <even knows. Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, so from that context, like if I was a black hat SEO, would I go, Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I can stack all my black hat sites all on the same IP address. And if they catch five, they won't catch the other ones. <laughs> mm, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't believe that, but. I think for, for yeah, for, for the average everyday person, no, it's not not going to be a big deal. Now, one thing I think it can do, though, is if you, like, sort of do a who is on it, use domain tools or something, and go, how many domains are sharing this one? So that's not really going to impact you specifically, except it might let you know what your ISP is doing. And, like, are they stacking 20,000 sites on a box? <laughs> like, um, you know, it might tell you something else about your server health, but... Uh, I mean uh, yeah
0: if you just and, and just you know think, think of the effect and the bulk of say i don't know most uh, cms's content management uh, uh services like like cloudfare um that's a rather large yeah. series of shared servers um yeah. and um you know whether it be for for distribution or just for protection against some um, DDoS attacks, uh, you know, lots of people, and even people who wouldn't need to host to host on a on a on a major CMS go
1: there for 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 protection, right? I host a lot of sites just through it, where it's just like on yeah. the free plan, piped it through. Uh, yeah. Some of them on like the twenty dollar plan, but just for exactly that, just like a, a little added level of security.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, and incidentally, that's a um, a really wise thing to do for uh, for everybody out there. Um, it. If you at scale, it might add a bit to your monthly, monthly cost, but um a DDOS will um or any form of of intrusion can cost days and days and days and days. And just the ulcer alone um is 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 worth the extra ten bucks a month. Um okay. Um do you ever think about duck, duck go? <laughs> not I as mean, much as I should. Why, Jim? No, because I mean it's cool. I lo- I love the idea that the- you know what I would not want to live in a world where DuckDuckGo didn't exist. Not that I don't ever think, not that I ever think about it because I rarely do. But when I do think about it, I'm really happy it's there. And it's not for the privacy reasons or because DuckDuckGo doesn't track people or anything. It's because it's an actually good search engine that produces really credible results. And no matter what it does with your data, good or bad, it's, a, it's an alternative. It's a different thing to Google or Bing or um, Google or Bing. Um, and so over, over at a search engine journal today, I was really happy to see, um, I'm sorry, not, not today, a couple of days ago. I was really happy to see Ingrid Adams um, does a um, list of just, you know, 10 things about DuckDuckGo that you might not know um first thing they don't they don't uh uh track these HTTPS um encryption for all searches don't store IP addresses all that sort of stuff but they have a whole bunch of features that people don't think about and um sometimes I I think of like things like DuckDuckGo like I used to think of ask.com where they had all these really cool innovations um that suddenly became open uh uh open territory for 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 like google and bing and and at the time yahoo to steal from. Believe it or not, DuckDuckGo has been around for 14 years now. Wow. Like I know, I I can't believe that. 14 14 years. Um it's probably in the United States, it's um probably just ahead of Bing um or about to get ahead of Bing as the second most popular search engine. So you might want to start thinking about optimizing for DuckDuckGo as well as optimizing for Bing. Um, of course, eighty, eighty to eighty five percent of the market is still at Google, but um, you know, um this other uh engine, which holds two point four four two percent of the search market in the US, um up from 1.25 in 2019 um you know it's worth looking at
1: i agree well and another interesting thing about them and it's funny like i'm like oh yeah i guess like i should think more about them than i do like you know where i work and who are those percent like yes it's a small percent but who are they well there are people who are technologically like aware of options Um, they are security conscious and privacy conscious so they Mm -hmm. have generally probably a more elevated view of how technology works like exactly how much you're being monitored like I know as a marketer we all know because we use that data all the time (laughs) Uh, but I think a lot of people don't so you're sort of pre-grouping them and if that happens to be your target market well now maybe they make up five six seven percent of the actual target uh, that you might be looking at, um, if you were like in machine learning or something, which which might I haven't run the numbers yet, but that might have a propensity to attract those sorts of people, uh, just like ad blockers hit hit them more and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, be, be interesting, food for thought. I'll let you know if I find out anything about like specific industries that DuckDuckGo might might excel at and have a higher than than maybe reported uh, market share.
0: I'm not sure if anyone has done that study yet. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, like seriously, to know who those who those people are. Okay, we've got time for one more, and you're probably experiencing it right now. Um, Google is in the middle of another product review on um, Algo update. Um, nothing to really worry about, but um, if you're stringing together a bunch of fake reviews or... If you're part of one of those brigades who goes along and one stars, everything just out of spite, um, you might find your access uh, a little more limited, um, when this is done. As I understand it, they're specifically targeting the brigades. And
1: thank you, Google. Yeah, I know. I don't, I
0: don't know that for a fact. I've, I've, I've heard that rumor a couple of times and I want to, I want to, I want to keep this like straight up. I've, I've heard it as a rumor a few times. Um, I believe it, I know that I know that Google's really concerned about abuse of their of their star rating system um and it's mm-hmm. been badly abused in the last couple of years, like grievously abused um and you know I mean it's worthless if they can't figure a way to make it um unabusable or less <laughs> abusable um so yeah, there's a product review um algorithm shift happening right now um and an update, and it'll probably uh take visible effect shortly after finishing if not well running um no I'm not, i mean it's not going to take a number of days or even a week to work through there is no math that has to be done it's going to be an on or off sort of thing i think um and we'll see we'll see what happens
1: uh oh, i i hate to disagree but it's it's right from the the piece so i'll, I'll correct just for our listening audience oh. word is it'll take two to three weeks for this one to, to roll out why I don't know because you're right there's no big like internal link calculations that need to be redone or something um, but I wonder if they're maybe just doing like sector by sector so that they can like see if there's collateral damage in different niches over others if they're looking at like
0: oh no this is whatever. it'll take it'll take a long time to roll out because sure, it's going through the entire in the entire google index right um it's like this is the, the whole system is uh, but but once it's done
1: oh things. Yeah, um, yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay, gotcha. not going
0: to take a while to um go through and calculate the weight of links from every other point of the web right. and um right. you know try to re try to re um calculate its entire ranking system it's just going to go and knock people who've been um assholes right. Right. um on their asses gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. um, but again um it might, that might not be it. I just want, that's just my speculation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we do have time for one more uh, search bar refinements. Um, search bar refinements with vertical. I haven't even, I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to read this one yet.
1: I'm just grabbing um, the, 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 the the tab here. Uh well, just make sure I'm about to talk. Sorry, there were three different stories about refinements on search boxes. Um so I just want to make well, sure that I'm I'm chatting about the right one here that we're we're going on. I got it. This the-
0: is the search bar. What you see appearing above the um the uh, the, the the query box?
1: Yeah.
0: Google is adding uh, is um messing okay. around with the with the uh uh vertical search options. Um might possibly in uh inside of your search showing instead of its normal um, images, news, shopping, video maps, replacing those with refinements that you would normally click on. For instance, maybe you don't go to shopping or videos, but you would go to maps. So a map scene will come up, but I go to videos or images more often. So videos or images would would come up, even though we entered the same uh, search query. The, uh, the 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 navigation bar would would change slightly to give us different options based on on what we do
1: most frequently. Yeah, I I see this as a recipe for disaster. Personally, like I think mm-hmm. it's going to cause problems just with confusion. Um, like I I get the idea, and I think like you you nailed the purpose. Like in in that description, you and I are different kinds of searchers, and yeah. in fact, different type of queries might inspire different like. Many queries I do would just not even need shopping, right? Just like yep. th- this isn't like Dave's clearly looking for information. Maybe his next query needs shopping, but not but this the, one. More examples uh, of adaptive technology, eh? Yeah. Um, but do the ones at the bottom that now show up as your options, to are they always going to be in a static order? Or are they always like predictability? There's something to be said for predictability and just going, <laughs> it is always this and my ability to change my pattern so that they mm-hmm. might think Dave doesn't like videos. Well, I do when I want to learn to tie a bow tie, right? Like, and, and I knew that, but now you're like messing that up. Right. So uh, like you don't no. do I don't click them.
0: Having uh, tried to tie a bow tie. Sometimes I do think a roadmap would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And on that, luckily I don't have a lot of opportunity to tie bow ties. Uh, on that, we got to go. We got, we got, we got full circle um and next time we talk it's going to be august yeah so on behalf of dave davies from weights and biases this is jim hedger from digital always media friends you've been listening to webcology on wmr.fm we're looking for a sponsor and if you're interested in sponsoring this show um we appear just about everywhere with uh, thousands and thousands of listeners per per week um Email Brasco at WMR.fm. He'll hook you up. In the meantime, stay safe, uh, stay cool, enjoy the summer while you can, rank well, um, don't get sick, and don't make other people sick, and uh, great stuff coming up on the network after us. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the WAD. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine,